It's time for some inside animation. With your host, Adam Sartain. Today's guest, Kova Brower. And now, here's your host, Adam Sartain. And here we are with another episode of Inside Animation, where we get some inside information about the animation industry. I'm here with today's guest, Kova Brower. Nice to have you on. Thank you for coming. Now, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our guest? What is it you do in animation? So right now I am a senior dramatic writing major at Savannah College of Art and Design. Right now I'm having an internship with Montecito Picture Companies here in LA. They made Ghostbusters and Space Jam. So it's awesome. I'm doing coverage for them right now where I I read scripts that that get submitted and I critique them and and give feedback on them for the executives. So I really love my, my job. But the reason... I am in this industry and that I became a screenwriter is because my dream is to write for animation. It's It's been my dream for a very, very long time now. So I'm so excited that my career is finally starting. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It's interesting you mentioned Ghostbusters because my third guest was Mark Zickry, who wrote for the real Ghostbusters cartoon show. Oh, uh, no way. That's so cool. As well as Smurfs and... He-Man, a, a ton of shows back in the 80s. So uh, I, I love all these little connections that I get yeah. with my guests. This is wonderful. So you are a screenwriter. Have you written any animated like shorts or films or anything like that? I have. I, I, I definitely have. SCAD puts a lot of emphasis on portfolio building for our, uh, when we leave, we have stuff to pitch to executives. So I've, I've, I've got a couple things that I've been working on, but I've, I'm still looking for that awesome Pixar concept. I had one that I was working on for a class, but halfway through the second quarter developing it, we were like, oh, this, this isn't going to work. So I had to, <laughs> I had to hit, completely scrap it and make a new script in four weeks. It was really insane <laughs> wow but you finished but it it's yeah i got more than halfway done with it in four weeks which was wow which, <laughs> yeah. that is impressive <laughs> thank you so yeah. for those of us who aren't currently students if you could walk us through the process for writing say an animated feature because we talked about my third guest as i said before mark sickry was a series writer wrote for a cartoon series. So I want to, what I like to do with all my guests is uh, help us piece together how an animated project gets made. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, um, that's a really great question. So I think, and I, I know I don't have the experience or knowledge of someone that actually is like in the industry yet, but from what I've learned so far, writing an animated film is not super different from writing a feature film. Except you have more liberties, right? <laughs> yes. Um, 
So writing an anim, and I've learned this from studying really intensely Pixar and DreamWorks and and Disney films. Like they're, I'm I'm so in love with animated films because their structure is so easy to digest. And not to say that they tell simple, undramatic stories, but they they tell stories that are so easy to to follow and comprehend. And and I love that. That's what. I, I just I see, I latch on to, to that aspect of, of the structure. So I the so um, length you want to stay between eighty five to one hundred minutes. You're going to want to keep it lower than the one twenty for feature films. But other than that, there's just put a lot more emphasis on visuals when you're telling um, the screen as um, when you're making a script for animation. But it's you know it's just a difference in medium. Right. Uh, speaking of differences in medium, so I know in a regular film script, you want to write one page per minute of <laughs> film. Is that true also for animated? I think so. I don't want to give a, a fully uninformed answer on this one. I'm okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what has been your experience, though, with that? Oh, uh, yes. Keeping with the, the one minute Animation is so much more expensive to produce than live action, obviously. So those right. those one minute a page really count. They really do count. There's because you're employing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people that are drawing yeah. this and doing storyboards. And I mean, there's, there's thousands of people that make these things. And a lot of people don't realize it because they skip out on the credits at the end. But, you know, all of those names in the credits are... Oh, yeah belong to actual people that make these things so yeah. it, and then when you see animated films it's just like animators and then it's just a list of like hundreds of people <laughs> and then, i'd like, love to be in a room with them right each and like each one of those like you pick out one name and they're like i made droopy's eyes <laughs> or you know <laughs> I can't wait to, well, yeah, when, once we get some more animators on the show, we'll, we'll definitely ask them about that. Yeah, I'm going to keep updated on this. This is awesome. Yeah. But, so, let's move on. So, I know for a series that the script is basically the very first thing. That mm -hmm. nothing else, I mean, other than, say, an idea on a napkin, but <laughs> from that idea on a napkin, it goes straight to the script. That is the very next thing that happens. Is yeah. that That's the same for animation, right? Or yeah, uh, films. Story. So um, for live action, for animation. Uh, for animated films. Okay. Story is king, 100%. That's what John Lasseter said oh, so many years ago. So animation it starts with a concept and it, it depends on what the the story itself is and I, I'm sure you know with Wally they just spent months just storyboarding the first scene it over and over and over again it was just all visual but so the concept comes first and then a rough draft of the script and then that script is sent down to the pipeline for the storyboard artists and then as soon as that's all approved then it goes to production right and so at that point, is the script done? Is the script writer finished? Or are there tweaks that come along the way? There are always tweaks that come from the storyboarding process itself. Right. Um, you know, each storyboard artist contributes a new part of the story, their own flair, their, their own little beat, uh, their own creative input to the story. So from 
from my experience uh, or my understanding of the film and uh, the animation industry, the screenwriter, unless they're a storyboard artist or the director, they don't always have a lot of impact on what happens after that, which is right. pretty true for live action as well. As soon as, as soon as your script sold, as soon as they it's out of your hands, yeah, that's it. They, they, it's up to the director now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to take your baby and do with whatever they want with it. But yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so, but there are sometimes people do dual duty where they'll be the story. They'll also be the storyboard artist, especially in uh, independent films. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I know definitely um, at, at Pixar, uh, most of the people that worked their way up the ladder either started as a storyboard artist or an animator. So that's Pixar doesn't really hire outside writers a lot unlike well they did for brad bird that was their first outside director right. but for most people the woman who directed um the pixar short about the dumpling boy she was a storyboard artist and he doctor gave her her big break and someone wow. like bob peterson was a storyboard artist so and andrew stanton and pete doctor they started out as animators and then they were just given they were given the director director's seat so yeah. it's my dream was to start as a storyboard artist. And that's, I originally went to SCAD to be a, a sequential art major, which is uh, basically comics and storyboarding. Right. But I learned after a year of trying to do something I can't do. I was like, <laughs> I can't draw. I suck. I'm the worst person in this class. I need to just do what I can do okay and 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 not try. <laughs> that is <laughs> so, tr oh my God, that is so true. <laughs> I like, that's you know I was a genetics major when I first was in college. Big and brain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not big enough apparently. <laughs> I, I flunked. I nearly flunked out my uh, at the end of my freshman year and just realized that it's just it's not for me. Uh, and I became a music major and now I'm a voice actor. So there, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. And I you wouldn't like have it any other way, <laughs> you know, but it's about you're fine. Fine. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. Do you like Rob Paulson? Oh, I love Rob. I've, I've actually been petitioning to get him to come on the show. <gasps> really? Okay. two different sources that are trying to talk, to him, talk him into getting on the show. And Maurice LaMarche. I knew their mutual friend, Gordon Bressack, who was a writer for Pinky and the Brain on Animaniacs. Yeah. So if you're out there listening, Rob, <laughs> contact me, please. <laughs> well, Come on I, the show. Because I'm actually the president of his fan club. What? Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. So three sources now. We are going to get him <laughs> yeah. on this show. <laughs> do my best. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I've, I've heard he's a very, he's a very wonderful guy and I can't wait. I would love to meet him. He's the sweetest man I've ever met. He's, yeah. he's wonderful, lovely, brilliant. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, who's your favorite voice actor? Oh man. Uh, living or of all time? Because. Uh, both. both. Let's do both. Of all time, Phil Hartman, hands down. With Robin Williams, a close, close second. I love Rob, but I like Robin Williams more as a live action actor than a Me voice too. actor. Phil Hartman, though. Oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such films as The Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've he was he was one of the first voices I've mimicked. I, I absolutely love him. 
mad love, mad love out there to Phil Hartman. Living though, I would say, oh, there's so many different ones. I mean, Rob Paulson's definitely up there. Although I do, uh, Seth MacFarlane, I would have to say, takes it because, uh, yeah. yeah. He's got some of my favorite voices I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I love Robin Williams so much. He, he was such a, a beautiful man, just, yeah. just a radiant soul. Such a blessing to all of us. It was so sad to lose him, especially because, you know, it was before I moved down here and I was like, I would have loved to meet, you know, all these people that were my idols growing up and then I never got to meet them. But, you know, there's always there's always other people. So we'll see. Anyway, we're way off on a tangent here. (laughs) So let's actually go back in time. And I want to ask what got you started in what got you interested in animation in the first in the first place? I love this. This is an awesome question. I love this. So I grew up in a very artsy family from from day one. Um, my dad is a Canadian author, and then my mom is a, a Christian singer songwriter from Nashville. So all there's always been a love for the arts and entertainment in my household. A lot of creativity. <laughs> Yes, very. And a lot of storytelling that was really important to us as a family. So I grew up just obsessed with movies, with animation. I've seen Monsters, Inc. probably 150 times. I can recite the whole film and and the orchestral soundtrack as well. I I love that movie. Um, Kitty! (laughs) um, That that film's the reason I I went to SCAD. Um, So when I was about 15, I really was like, wait, people like write animated movies for a living? That's <laughs> amazing. I was like, that's the job I want. Um, when I was 17, I actually won an auction to be able to go have lunch with Lee Unkridge at Pixar. Wow. Uh, it was amazing. It was such a such a surreal experience for sure, but it was it was so cool to see it on, on that side of it. Uh, For our listeners who don't know him, Lee Unkridge is the director for Coco and and Toy Story 3. So he's an animation director, yeah. All of the Coco stuff was everywhere in Pixar. I was like, oh, this is amazing. (laughs) Uh, uh, I can't watch that movie. I can't. I mean, every every Pixar movie makes me cry, but that one especially does. It's so powerful. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. So he's, he's a really talented, gifted man. So it's been a journey of being, it really, animation as a, as a child really just pushed me to see, okay, there's nothing else I want to do in my life except work at Pixar, uh, which <laughs> is going to be hard. It, it's a hard entry level job to, to aspire to be without any storyboarding or animation prowesses, but I'll just, I'll just see where, where life takes me. And you know, I'm, I'm ride. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you remind us what school you went to? Uh, um, Where you're so going I'm, to? Yeah, <laughs> I guess at, uh, you're fine at Savannah College of Art and Design. Savannah College of Art and Design, great. Go Huskies or whatever your <laughs> mascot. Or bees. Bees. Like least intimidating mascot ever. Art the bee. He's so creepy. Hey, bees are. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen Bee Movie, you know, hey, they can be they can be intimidating. That is a wine right there thank you for bringing up b movie yes 
Jerry Seinfeld's one foray into voice acting. <laughs> a tragedy that it's not been more. I right. growing up, I didn't I didn't know Jerry Seinfeld for Seinfeld. I was like, oh wait, that's that's Barry. Oh, that's <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, not to go any further down another tangent, uh, let's keep on track here. Uh, so, you're now, how did you hear about, how did you get this internship that you're in now? That's, that's odd. Um, so, my college has really put so much emphasis on internships and making connections. So my the head of my department, Avery Stork, she's so diligent on posting constant internships that come out in her newsletter. So I applied. So I this is my second year at Montecito. So last year I just I just emailed them. I just I they they were they're so cool. They're, they didn't ask for a cover letter. They asked you to give your resume and the movie title of your life. If, if you had a movie that was after your life. So what um, was your movie so, title? If I may ask. I think it was, was it, it was, it was about pursuing wanderlust. Let's go on an adventure was the subtitle. I just, okay. I love it. I love life. I love experiencing new things. So that was, that was my title. And I applied, but I'd missed the deadline because there really, there aren't always deadlines posted for internships. So she said, oh, apply next quarter. And I did. I was one of 20 people that applied because the pandemic hit. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a really cool internship uh, because of the pandemic. I, I, hey, what, you so know, <laughs> I'll take what I can. I, I'll take that. That's, that was so cool of them to give me that opportunity. So they're really cool people. I really love working at Montecito. Perfect. Wonderful. All right. So now in this section of the podcast, I always ask my guest, what advice would you give to someone aspiring to do what you do? So yeah. So what advice would you give to an aspiring writer for a uh, aspiring animation writer that's so I think it's so important at growing up to not only just be absolutely in love with movies and in love with animation but in love with film critique I I found that I learned so much simply by understanding from an outside perspective how these films were made I when I would always go to the library and get all the the Pixar movies on DVD and listen to the director's commentary and yes take, I love that those are amazing watching um, YouTube uh, video essayists about different animated movies that analyze their flaws and their strengths just they're so empowering to give you an idea of how to structure that's so crucial when writing so I think loving film critique as well as the films is, is my best advice for any writer out there. Interesting. That's great. Wonderful. Very cool. All right. So what is your favorite animated film of all time? All time is definitely Monsters, Inc. I, <laughs> I, I love that film. Very good. For you and for those of you listening who didn't catch my fourth episode, my favorite animated film of all time is Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I love that film. Yeah, I'm partial to Disney movies and just, uh, 
Yeah. In a just serial film. The style and just the music and oh, it's it's so one and the story of course is so wonderful. Yeah. That's really that's really. When did you watch? For how old were you when you watched it? I would say, let's see. I was probably about maybe seven or eight. I'd say. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't see it in theaters for. <laughs> There, although I did see uh, a couple Disney films in theaters that they had re-shown them in theaters since they're, you know, yeah, this was uh, in the 80s. I'm an 80s kid. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Monsters, Inc. was uh, just one of the, one of my favorite of the Pixar films. And I will say, well, no. Yeah. I mean. Every Pixar film, I'm like, okay, this one, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to laugh. I'm, I'm not going to. Nope. Every time. Like, and up, up. I was like, they did it because they completely blindsided me. I was not expecting those first 10 minutes. Not at all. And it was just the way they, the trailers, everything. They, oh, it's such a fun movie. And then they hit you with that first 10 minutes. And I was mad at Pixar then. <laughs> that was me with Toy Story 4. I bawled uh, twice. Twice. I went, the, the first time I went with my family, the second time I went with my pastor and his wife. And he was just so blown away that I was tearing up halfway through the <laughs> because you know it's coming (laughs) oh oh my goodness yeah so we are running out of time but before we go i'd love for you to tell our listeners uh where they can find your work if do you have an instagram do you have like twitter or anything like that uh feel free to give a shout out I've got I've got a couple places um I feel I think writers sometimes struggle because we can't post our work the same way an artist can but I've got a website it's kovabrower.com it's all lowercase and I've got um twitter that's kova olivia b at twitter all lowercase and instagram is just kova olivia brower lowercase great and that's c-o-v-a-b-r-o-u-w-e-r you got it. For those trying to figure out the spelling. <laughs> it's Dutch. It's weird. It wants all of the vowels. Yep. Yep. Whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything you're working on right now that you'd like to promote? Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Right now, I'm working on, and I'm not I'm not quite sure on the ethics of how much writers are allowed to divulge, but I'm happy to, to talk briefly. Um, if you haven't signed an NDA, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, right now I'm working on a script. It's a feature film. It's basically about fossil smuggling in Alberta, Canada. I Jurassic Ooh. Park is <laughs> Jurassic Park's my favorite movie. So I've always, other than Monsters Inc., but I've, I've always wanted to tell a, a cool dinosaur story, but there's nothing new to say. But then, you know, knowing about the fact that if you get caught fossil smuggling in Canada, you can be fined $50,000 and go to jail. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's good. That's good. That's We've got good. fossils. We've got fossils over here. <laughs> See, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's stuff that I'm working on. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Wonderful. 
All right. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. And thank you all out there, all 20 of you now, I think, for listening. (laughs) Hey, my listenership is growing. Uh, But thank you all again. This has been another episode of Inside Animation. (laughs) 